If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, you've heard of what would you do for a Klondike bar? Mm -hmm. Well, what would you do for a free year's worth of Subway sandwiches? Would you change your name to Subway? If you do that, you'll be entered into a drawing. It could be you. (laughs) Second, did you hear about the iconic brand getting its first facelift in 10 years? J-E-L-L-O. Yeah, all those little boxes of gelatin and pudding will have brand new looks. And finally, in the world of food, if you really had to guess, what would you say is the time most Americans eat dinner? Like, where would, um, when well, would you prefer to eat here's, dinner? Here, I'm trying to think, when do I see the drive through line at Chick-fil-A the longest and add like 15 minutes to that? Because you got to get your food and then drive home. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever time that would be. I'm going to say 6.30. Ooh, you're close. It's 6.19 p.m. Hmm. That is the peak dinner time for the biggest share of American households. What about you and Glenn? Uh, It depends if I'm cooking or if we have leftovers. (laughs) If we have leftovers, I'll come home. I'll go, hey, um, what time did you eat lunch? And he knows exactly what I'm getting at. And he'll go, Hmm. I can eat whenever you want. And then if I'm cooking, it's usually more like 6 or gotcha. 6.30 by the time I can finish. All right, so I don't know what kind of mood you're in today, but it is going to be my mission to cheer you up with three dad jokes. They're coming up next. All right, Taylor, could you use a good laugh? I hope so, because I got some dad jokes for you. Okay. What does the technical spider do for a li- The IT spider do for a living? Uh, the technical, I, I don't know. What? Oh, wait. Web design. Ah, it came to me at the last second. (laughs) Okay, the other day, I got hit on the head with a book. I have no one to blame but my shelf. Oh, wow. That that was a groaner for sure. All right, all right. What what happens at self-checkout? Bad things. Bad things happen at self-checkout. That's according to Kevin Avery, yeah. I had the rudest, nastiest, slowest checkout person today. I was at (laughs) (laughs) self-checkout. Doesn't it seem like they try to make everything way more faster and convenient nowadays, right? Like, I think self-checkout is an attempt to make things faster and convenient. Well, I'm I'm trying to renew something right now online. It involves a governmental agency, so I'm very <laughs> leery that this is actually going to work well. Mm. I'll tell you what it is. Maybe you guys have done this already, and you can give me some uh, some pro tips on how to get it done efficiently. Well, t- I'll tell you what it is next. So I was I was really excited when I got a letter in the mail that my my driver's license is going to expire, but I can renew it. Are you ready? Online. Don't even have to go in. You do not have to go mm-hmm. to what is probably this earth's closest representation to the bad place in the afterworld. It's <laughs> awesome. And do you just use the same photo or do you get to mail in I a don't new know. photo? I don't know. And that's why I'm bringing this up because I started the process yesterday. I was like, this is great. I'm just going to go to the website, enter my driver's license number, and boom, I'm done. No, 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 no. You have to create a profile with the DMV. Mm. So I get done doing answering every question, giving my blood type, all this stuff, and I hit submit, and it says, your profile, you'll, you'll get an email when your profile is accepted. Thank you. <laughs> so it's like, that. so now I have to wait? So now I'm waiting for the DMV to email me back. 
that my profile has been accepted so I can move forward with this. Oh, it just takes minutes online process. It's turning. It's uh, at least 24 hours now. Well, all would not be right in the universe if the DMV didn't make you wait, even <laughs> online. We wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. Right. I mean, the whole the whole thing is I could have dropped by probably on my way home from work. Spent a frustrating half hour or something in line, and I'd be on with my life now. But no, now the whole process is lingering out there. It's something I haven't finished yet. It's in the unreconciled pile. Mm -hmm. It's in the inbox. I wanted it in the outbox. So I'm wondering, has anyone else been through this? Tried to do the renew your license online thing and found these roadblocks. And are there any other ones ahead that uh, you could make me aware of? Before I wind up, you know, after I've submitted my profile, now am I going to submit my license? And they're like, it'll be 72 hours. Before Is your passport we... up to date? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good to go. Good. Yeah. I'm good for like 10 years on that. We're talking about uh, how frustrating it can be when you have to like renew a driver's license or something. Yeah. Anytime. And if you work at the DMV, this isn't about you. It's about the systems that are in place. They frustrate us so much when we go. I'll tell you what they have done, though. When I was a kid. Growing yeah. up in Maryland, in Baltimore, everyone's tags on their car renewed on the same day. It was no way. If you didn't get down, yeah, and there was like a month window oh. where you could go and get your new tags. You had so to go. The to, lines were yeah, yeah, insane, yeah. and there were only in the entire state. I forget, like maybe four or five Department of Motor Vehicles, and then we lived near Baltimore City, so ours was like the biggest one. If you didn't get down there within that month leading up to it, and you were one a last minuteer, your the lines would be. Hours long. Whoa. Hours long. Ugh. Isn't that, that crazy? Miserable. So the frustration I'm dealing with with the online thing, I'll take that. Yeah. Over standing in line in Baltimore. And you know to what I did just for, for fun? My favorite is Google News. I just love it. So I typed in the DMV mm -hmm. and then hit the news button. And uh, some of the things that come up are the uh, Illinois Secretary of State implemented the Skip the Line program at the busiest DMVs. Um, <laughs> like, consider, a Dis like a Disney pass. <laughs> yeah. Consider a long drive to avoid NC DMV lines. Uh, so this, that's, going, that's probably going somewhere further out, like to a, a more rural DMV yeah. rather than one of the bigger ones. Then another headline Poop car is just one of the license plates the DMV rejected. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this is in Washington. DMV providers see uptick in summer COVID cases, flu, and strep. Uh-oh. <laughs> All that face-to-face -face contact, I guess. I guess so, yeah. 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 So it's it's never never fun for anyone down at, down at the DMV. As a parent, you have so many roles with your kids. Exciting, fun bedtime stories helping kids with their homework and more. Well, there's this dad who has five of his own kids, and he says artificial intelligence, AI, helps him be a better dad. Hmm. His name's Dimitri, okay. and he said he uses it to help explain complicated homework assignments to his children. <laughs> he said that chat GPT has helped him tell some incredible original bedtime stories. Hmm. Now, not everyone is thrilled when it comes to artificial intelligence and our kids. A senator just introduced artificial intelligence shield for kids, the Ask Act which would forbid companies from offering AI to children without parental consent. But this data five, Dimitri said, as a dad, he knows how to use it so it's beneficial for his children. Hmm. 
I could I could see myself if I had kids using it for the homework, there, especially algebra. Is there an analogy to make like artificial sweeteners? When they first came out, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this is great. No calorie. And, and it tastes just like sugar. And then two years later, hey, that's going to give you cancer. Or is mm-hmm. there is there an, a, an intellectual equivalent? It all, it all looks all great on the front end, mm-hmm. but are we really, is it going to harm our kids and their development moving forward if everything's AI? You know what I mean? If they're, all they're learning is artificial stuff. I know he's saying he's using it, quote, as an aid. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, hmm. I just wonder. I wonder where the genie's out of the bottle now. Where is it, it going to go? Usually we love telling you about teachers who go above and beyond for their students. Coming up this time, the roles are reversed. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Usually we love telling you about teachers who go above and beyond for their students. Well, this time the roles were reversed. A group of high school seniors in Phoenix heard their favorite teacher, Mr. Guy, his wife desperately needed heart surgery. Everybody loves Mr. Guy and how he takes what could be boring subjects like economics and government and gets everyone in the class involved. Well, the kids love him so much, they raised $10,000 to cover the insurance deductible for his wife's open heart surgery. Mr. Guy was so touched by their kindness, it made him cry. Hmm. That's just incredible. Way to go, kids. That is is awesome. So my wife has made a decisive change to how she rolls when we leave the house, and it has had a very negative impact on me. I'm going to see if you could impl- if you could do the same thing she's done, hmm. and how would it affect your better half? We'll talk about it next. How would your better half uh, fare if all of a sudden you decided, Taylor, you too, if all of a sudden you decided whenever we go to an event, I am not taking my purse anymore. I am taking no bag. I don't need it. My, my wife's life was revolutionized by our daughter gave her one of those little things you stick on your phone that you can slide like a credit card and your driver's license into, your debit card. Mm-hmm. She gave her one of those. She's like, oh my gosh, I have no need to carry this purse anymore, which has left me on my own. Yeah, Glenn would not be happy because hey. I carry his glasses and his extra set of contacts. Bingo. That's yeah. I'd be like, hey, you mind carry, can I put my glasses in your purse? Hey, hey why, can you carry the keys? Like everything would go in her purse <laughs> and I'd be footloose and fancy free. Now, not only do I not have that option and my pockets are loaded with my stuff, but like we went out the other night and we're walking into this this uh, restaurant and she's like, hey, I brought some hand sanitizer. You mind putting your, I don't have any pockets. Can you put <laughs> now it in your like, Whoa. It sounds like you need a Lululemon crossbody. I need something. Or a European carry-all. Because she's decided she's not she's not going to be left literally holding the bag anymore. And I'm I'm having to fend for myself and I do not like it. See, for me too, like I, I just I'd be asking Glenn to put my chapstick or my lipstick in his pot because I've gotta have something on my lips at all times. It drives mm-hmm. me crazy. I get chapped. Why don't you try it? Next time you guys go to a game or a show or something, uh-huh. why don't you try it? See what happens. Don't don't say anything. Go without Just, a purse. <clears throat> go without a person as you're going in. Say like, hey, I don't I don't really have any pockets. Can you put this in your pocket for me? <laughs> See how he reacts if he like throws a fit like most guys would and be like, what what whoa whoa what am I the pack mule here now? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny because especially like with moms always carry stuff for the kids right right so that would eliminate that issue. I'm just telling you for for me personally. Tracy has newfound freedom for me. All of a sudden, I've got to carry 
everything. You there's got to be a pants. there's got to be a Bible verse about this somewhere. <laughs> so uh, I was just thumbing through through uh, through the Holy Scriptures, and I can't find anything about the woman shall carry a purse and and put her husband's keys in it. So I'm gonna keep looking though. <laughs> Maybe you looking. just need a really great pair of cargo pants. I, I think that the whole um, the whole thing of Tracy not wanting to bring a bag anymore because we had gone through the whole thing of like she bought a special clear bag. To go to games and stuff because, you know, mm-hmm. you can't take a, a regular person anymore. Yeah. And the bag she bought from the venue, like the stadium where we regularly go, she bought it there. And like three weeks later, we're going to a game and the, the security lady's like, sorry, the bag's too big. And she's like, what do you mean it's too big? I bought it from this facility yeah. to use for games coming here. And she's like, I'm sorry, it's too big. Oh, and man. It, and it wasn't. So I, I went all the way back to the car. I was like, fine, uh, I'll go put it back in the car. Um, and Tracy, because she's feisty, um, she measured it. And she was like, see, I told her this was that the, the, here's the and they have a car. They had a card at the time with like a ruler on it showing yeah. the dimensions. So she put that in the bag. She was like, I, I dare them to tell me it's too big <laughs> next time because she had the uh, card with the actual dimensions on it. Yeah. So I think because of ha- experiencing that, she was like, I'm yeah. done. I don't even want to deal with it anymore. At the times I've done it, you really do feel footloose and fancy free. Kind of like the first yeah. time you ever see a mom who travels with our kids and doesn't have to carry a diaper bag. <laughs> My sister was like, My, I will never forget Sarah came to visit. And she's like. I'm ready to go. It's just me. She was like, like skipping out of the house. But um, I just love having gum, mints, something for my lips. Mm-hmm. When I go to our favorite baseball games, I always have a, a rain poncho and a paper towel in case mm. the seat's wet. You got so, a lot of stuff. Oh, I can That's jam. It's, there's really big restrictions, but I can jam a lot in that little tiny <laughs> purse that my sister bought me for my birthday. What if your parents offered you a salary... To be a full-time child. In other words, you stay home, do grocery shopping, cook dinner, and maybe even take care of grandma who has dementia. Most of the tens of thousands of young people in China that identify as full-time sons or daughters on social media say they're retreating home because they can't find a job. Hmm. The jobless rate for 16 to 24-year-olds in urban areas in China hit 21.3% last month. No kidding. An all-time high. And so mom and dad are choosing to pay the kids to be what everybody in China is calling a full-time child. <laughs> they grocery shop, they cook, they clean, they take care of grandma. Well, you know, in honesty, my parents have been getting away pretty cheap then for a while. because. <laughs> You're a full-time child, but not in the definition of someone in China. Not their definition of full-time child. Are you cooking or cleaning or grocery shopping? Always a catch, isn't there? (laughs) Coming up in just a minute, the new innovative way to stay cool during a heat wave. There's a new innovative way to stay cool during a heat wave, as long as you don't mind looking like a dork. (laughs) They're puffy clothes with built-in fans, and they're getting super popular. (laughs) They say it's a total dad product. (laughs) If you're having trouble picturing it, just think of those inflatable dinosaur costumes people wear for Mm trick-or-treat. They puff up just like that, and they work the same way. And there are a million options on Amazon. So if you don't care about being made fun of by everyone... There's your way to stay cool the rest of this summer. I've seen uh, a lot of people wearing those that you wear it around your neck. The right? neck fans. And yeah, and it's got two fans yes. that sit kind of like on your your collarbones and mm-hmm. it blows fans on. And and I've been like, man, that's a great idea. And then I'm like, 
do I really want to look like that? <laughs> I know. Is this <laughs> is this that insurance commercial come to life? Don't be your parents. Right. right? Well, one of our way younger coworkers was having lunch outside the other day, mm-hmm. and she had one of those fans, but it was on, like, not the neck one, but a stand-up one, and it yeah. had its own little holder. Yeah. And I said, can I hold that in my hand? I've never, like, touched or felt one of those before. And I held it up to my face. Makes a huge difference. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. Maybe I need to get me one of these. A little personal fan, personal just a prop ha- up handheld fan. So my husband and I are having the weirdest little uh, controversy with us. We don't see eye to eye on something. Okay. And I, I want y'all to weigh in. I want to see like Ooh. who, whose side we get to take. be your marriage counselors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do that next. So there's something my husband Glenn and I do not see eye to eye on right now, and I thought maybe you guys could weigh in and. T- Take a side. See what you think. We'll be your your counselors. First, tell us about your mother. (laughs) (laughs) She's awesome. But anyway, okay, here's the deal. So we've been open on the show about the fact that Kevin and I are going to Africa. We're going to Uganda with a great charity called Cure International that helps uh, children get these much needed surgeries like cleft palate, cleft lip. And they're viewed as cursed Mm -hmm. without these surgeries to fix their appearance in this country. And so... um, you can imagine my husband's just slightly protective of the fact that his wife is going halfway around the world. And so, he, you know, we're having to do all these protocols to protect from mosquito-borne diseases mm-hmm. like malaria, like yellow fever, like typhoid. And so we had a call and they're like, hey, yeah, when you're in the Cure Hospital, we need you to dress professional. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that means. Yeah, they said, however you dress at your rate, because there are other radio people going mm -hmm. from other stations around there, however you dress professionally Mm -hmm. at your radio station. Yeah. Well, that's a a sliding scale, wide range, especially post-COVID. So I I emailed one of the women behind the scenes who works for Cure, and she said she'll probably be wearing long dresses that come below her knee. Mm -hmm. And so I like borrowed a dress from my sister, and I got this other dress. Well, my husband... He thinks because of all the mosquito illnesses and I've got bug spray. They said, you've got to bring bug spray with D Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, He thinks I should be wearing long pants and long sleeves the whole time I'm there. And I'm like, but that's not professional. Like wearing like he wants me to wear like the stuff you would hike in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. and I found some pants that look a little more professional. But when you put on a butt, you're a woman, you put on long pants and a button down shirt. You look really casual. You do not mm. look professional. And so I'm like, he thinks I'm right now. He thinks I'm going to pack how he wants me so to you pack. Look, you and look I'm like just the, like, well, the lady in the AT&T commercials. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what he got. It had me get at a sporting goods store yesterday. And I'm like, but that's not professional. So I'm just so. You're a professional hiker. Yeah, exactly. There is a such thing. So what would you do? Like, who's right? Me or Glenn? Like, Hmm. I'm just at a dilemma here. Give us a call. Hey, Juliana, uh, Taylor's got a little bit of a dilemma. Yeah, so it's how to dress in Africa. My husband wants me all covered up for mosquitoes. And the organization we're going with said dress professional. So. First of all, traveling to a different country is always tricky. Yes. Um, um, I grew up overseas, so I, I get it. I was wondering, what about like something like a layer underneath, like a light layer to cover the skin, like underneath the dress, like leggings, like a lightweight 
kind of mm. exercising Yeah, it's so care, funny you said that. A friend uh, mentioned that to me the other idea. Is th- and first of all, it's just a weird look for me. <laughs> but secondly, it is like right now it's trending to be like 96, 97. And I'm like, oh, another layer. Okay, here's, oh. here's what's funny about that suggestion, by the way, which is a great suggestion. But people in Uganda will go, wow, look at how the Americans are dressing now. Let's do that. <laughs> Taylor will start a fashion trend in Uganda of leggings underneath a dress. And people will visit Uganda and go, that's weird. Why are people dressing like that? And it will trace back to her and your phone call. Honestly, this is what I'm thinking, you guys. This is terrible because I'm trying to do carry on only for the first time in my life. I'm thinking of bringing both. And if the mosquitoes aren't bad, I wear the dresses. If the mosquitoes are eating me alive because they love me, I'll wear the pants and the long sleeve and say, too bad. I'm not professional. There you go. All right. So I don't know about you, but modern technology is just so fascinating to me. And I saw this headline. I'm like, no way. They are building the world's largest community of 3D printed homes in Texas. No kidding. Yeah. 3D printed homes? You've heard of 3D printers doing like medical devices or like a... um, you know, if someone loses a limb, mm-hmm. um, things like that. But I've never heard of a 3D printer of a home. That's crazy. And I was looking at, you know, typical me. I, I love looking at uh, real estate listening listings. Um, let's just say the home. If you, you always have to do this, you have to undress the home. Don't look at the furniture. Don't look at the fancy finishings. Just picture like you moved in. Mm-hmm. It's pretty basic. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm not sure I would want to live there. It's got that, those unfinished cement floors. Yeah. And like the walls, I guess the way the printer pours it, it's like little stripes of concrete. Does but I it, guess it, I, it'd be very hurricane proof. Does it come in pink though? Maybe you could have Barbie's dream <laughs> 3D printed there house. There you go. <laughs> so you know how when you go through something yourself, then hopefully you can encourage other people mm. when they're going through the same thing. Yeah. Let's talk about that in a minute. So I did something that was um, probably a silly thing to do, but I waxed philosophical while I was mountain biking the other day. (laughs) And uh, I probably should have stayed focused, but I was thinking about um, how when you go through something tough, then you can then help other people through it. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of a vulnerable, it's kind of embarrassing to admit this, but I thought it might help somebody else. So um, when it comes to mountain biking, it's been a journey for me because I broke my wrist about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And it was just a silly, stupid mistake. I was climbing. I wasn't even descending. And I just went down, put my arm out. You're not supposed to put your arm out. And boom, I had to go through surgery and ER visit and rehab. And it was awful. Remember that towel you used to bring in here and you crinkle it up with your fingers? And poor Kevin had to listen because I was in a lot of pain doing (laughs) PT during the show. But Mm -hmm. I was, they said, you got to do it like several times a day. And, you know, I'm here for so many hours. But I was thinking about it, and um, to be honest, this part is the hard part. I don't want to admit, but I, it's been a year and a half. I have not been back to the scene of the crime. Mm. I have not emotionally been able to go back to that trail yet. It just, I'm almost getting like emotional talking about it. It's like, it's like you get like PTSD. And I thought about it. I'm like, here I am on the easy trails yet again, trying to build back my confidence And I thought, you know what? I'm going to twist that script. I'm out here. It took me a lot to get back on my bike. There were people that told me I should never ride my bike again. I should just say goodbye and give it up. Give up a sport that I love and I work so hard on. And I was thinking about how in other aspects of life, you know, maybe you've been really wounded 
by a relationship and you're trying to get back up again and have another friend or have another romantic relationship after you've been hurt and you're not quite there yet, but maybe you got brave enough to just go on that one date. And I thought that's how we can all encourage each other. Like at least you're, you may not be where you need to be, but at least you're moving forward. At least Mm. you're on that journey back to where you were. And so if that's you right now, like maybe you're just, your heart was broken and you think I'll never love again. Hey, you're, 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 you're breathing, you're living, you're getting through it. You're, you're processing the grief and you're one step at a time. Right. So don't be so hard on yourself if you're not where you want to be yet. And just like Taylor, not going back to that same trail. If you were burned at like the, um, I don't know, the singles group at your church. Maybe uh, maybe try like the soaring singles down the street. There you go. <laughs> the soaring singles. Yeah, I made that up. <laughs> Sounds like it could be one of those it singles does. church uh, single, singles clubs, right? <laughs> the, the, the point is, is yeah. get, get back in there. <laughs> do you know anyone, and, and I think statistically a lot of us do, do you know anyone that thinks they've seen a UFO? An unidentified flying mm. object. Well, Congress wants to know more. They had hearings about <laughs> UFOs. Wait, <laughs> wait so till funny. you hear what they revealed at the hearings. It's do 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 do. Talk about it next. E.T. falling home. <laughs> We're talking about UFOs, right? Mm-hmm. They, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but Congress and Senate they want they want the military to come clean and tell them what is going on. With uh, UFOs, apparently more people are reporting seeing them uh, over and over and over again, and and the, and Congress has gotten a gotten a whiff that there's some type of secret behind closed doors uh, retrieval, and they call it a reverse engineering program of these objects they've found. So, in other words, a spaceship crashes and it's all in bits and pieces. So they try to put it back together and understand it by engineering it, taking it apart and engineering it in reverse hmm. and saying like, hmm, how did this thing, uh, how did this thing fly? Kind of like it- how when a guy goes down in a war, they want you to destroy the aircraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they That's had the first first hearings. I don't, I don't know what um, what became of them, but, you know, Congress, want they want to know what what is going on out there at Area 73 or whatever it is. What is Roswell. happening out there? We need to know. Did you see the one clip of the, I, I, I apologize, I can't remember her name, but it was a female lawmaker. And she's like, did you retrieve pilots from these vehicles? And he's like, yes. And she says, what? were they human? <gasps> and he said, we, they were non-human biologicals. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I said to Glenn, I go, what if they, what if they said their version of apes? <laughs> you know, kind of like we at first used to spend apes into space. Maybe that's what it was. Is it was non-human, but it was just their zoo animals from their planet. We had a lot of fun talking about it at yeah. dinner the other night. So it's like, it's like science fiction. You're just like, what? What, what is it? <laughs> Tell me, when you say secure location, how secure is this location they're being kept in? <laughs> Are we are we talking like security at a ball game or security at the courthouse or what kind of security are we talking about here? So, but- my husband said he goes he goes but we're so like our country is so wound up about politics there could be like an alien attack happening and they'd still be like yeah but who did you vote for in the most recent election? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the alien is like we're making Jupiter great again. <laughs> <laughs> I 
keep a, keep an eye on that because it, it does seem kind of like uh, crazy times. I'll t- you know what? I'll tell you my story. I thought, I'll, b- I'll be honest with you guys. I'm going to be really vulnerable. I thought I saw a UFO. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll tell, tell you the whole story in just a minute. <laughs> it's true. So don't think I'm crazy, but th- this is like an episode of, like an episode of Stranger Things. Or you know what? Come to think of it, it was more like an episode of Star Wars. <laughs> Here's what happened. I was living in South Florida, right? And I was doing morning show. Mm-hmm. And it's it's coming up to just about 5 a.m. one morning. I'm driving into work. And I go to tune, tune in to the news that the station will put on at 5 o'clock every morning. So I'm waiting for the news to start. And I look up in the sky. And I kid you not. There was an object flying faster than anything I've seen streaking across the sky ever in my life. It was about, from where I was, it looked like it was about three inches long, and it was so bright. It looked like, you know, ever see a sparkler when it's burning? Mm -hmm. What the tip of it looks like? That's what it looked like. It was that bright orange. And I was like, no, sweet Jesus, come on. I don't want to be a, I saw a UFO person. No, no, no. That's the thought. You really went there already? It went through my head, right. I was like, am I going to tell anybody about this? And obviously I'm telling you guys now, and here's why. So then, remember, I said I tuned into the news. The news starts, and they go, we're live from Cape Canaveral, where the space shuttle has just oh. launched off. And it was a space <laughs> shuttle launch, and it was streaking across the sky. That's awesome. I had never seen it before. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I grew up in South right. Florida. We saw stuff like but that for, a lot. Yeah. For about 15 seconds, <laughs> I thought I was going to be a loony UFO person. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think the mothership was going to... Like, rise you out of your little truck and <laughs> right. <bring> you up? <laughs> Honey, I'm going to be late. <laughs> the UFO got me.